Welcome to the Insights Podcast by the UNSW Law Society. We're joined today by two vice presidents from our society, Kyla from Private Law Careers Portfolio and Amarita from Public Interest Careers Portfolio. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, and to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Thank you, Kyla and Amrita, for joining us today. Hi, I'm Amrita. I'm in my third year of a law and media communications and journalism degree. And my fun fact is that I'm a very, very picky eater. Hey everyone, thanks Eva and Chelsea for having us on the podcast. So I'm currently in my third year studying a Bachelor of Commerce and Law, majoring in finance. And I'd say a fun fact about me is that I was born in England. Wow. Wow. Wait, you really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was. I came to Australia with my family when I was about four. Um, In our episodes, we would always like to begin with asking our guests some icebreaker questions to get them thinking. So our very first one is, both of you have been at UNSW for almost three years now, so I'll assume you know the campus pretty well. Um, What is the best spot on campus to hide a giraffe? Good question. I'm going to plug the Law Society office because I've spent the last few days cleaning it. So I think a really good spot to hide a giraffe is in our very clean Law Society office now for years to come. Fair, fair. I was going to say like the law building basement. Like you need staff access to get into it. But like, yeah. All right. So the last icebreaker question is, would you rather wear a clown wig or clown shoes every day? I'd probably pick the clown wig because I think clown shoes would be debilitating (laughs) and I'd find it really hard (laughs) to walk around everywhere because of clown shoes. Okay, I was going to say wig as well, but for a different reason, just because I take my fits too seriously to be wearing clown shoes every single day, all day. No, can't do that. So we know that private law careers serve to support students through their degrees who are interested in pursuing a career in private law and public interest focuses primarily on non-corporate career opportunities. Can you tell us a bit more about your portfolio and what kind of events or programs you guys host? So the private law careers portfolio is really about bridging the gap between students and our law firms. And so all of our events, whether that's our firm presentations or our clerkship support series events or mentoring programs, all serve to be able to create a stronger connection between our future workplace and university students. And so I'm really proud of the work that we've done so far this year. Currently in the height of clerkship application season, we're running a bunch of firm presentations where firm representatives come on campus and speak to our students about what the clerkship process is like and what the experience is like unique to each of their firms. So that's just one of the many things that the portfolio has to offer. Hi, so the public interest portfolio basically deals with all things public interest. So under that, we cover working in the government, working in legal aid, pro bono work, working in courts like barristers, things like that. Um, Yeah, there's a lot that comes under it. 
So our portfolio, kind of similar vibes. We run a lot of panel events, a lot of networking events, and then we have media content that goes out as well to kind of get students in touch with the types of opportunities that are out there in the public sector. Yeah, thanks guys. That was a very insightful response. And Emrita, I really enjoyed the careers at the bar night. I found it really fun and also very insightful as well. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you for that. Oh yeah. I think last week I also went to the Clerkship Cocktails evening. I think that was really fun. It was at um, QVB, the uh, tea room. I would recommend. Yeah, I wish I had time to go there. Well, in addition to that, so what has been your favourite event or program of the year from your portfolio? And are there any upcoming events or programs that you're particularly interested about or excited about? Should I go first? Okay. So my favourite one has definitely got to be the criminal law networking night that we did last term. Absolutely amazing. We had incredible panellists. Shout out to Steph, my director, for putting it all together. It was amazing. All the guests, all the panelists had such a great time and it was so insightful, so inspiring. Absolutely loved it. Um, upcoming events, we have quite a few of really exciting ones. So we have a law reform panel where we have the former chief, a former chief justice of the Supreme Court coming in. And we've got a human rights night, networking night. So I'm really excited for those two. Yeah. I have to say I am really gutted that I can't attend the law reform panel. I really want to go. Yeah, it, it sounds really good and very exciting because I think the justice is also on the Folbig inquiry as yeah. well. That's really exciting. Yeah. But apparently we aren't allowed to ask them about it. Yeah, I um, my lecturing class today brought it up that we can't ask like them questions. Still uh, a huge honour to have him at our law school. My favourite event that my portfolio has run this year has to be either the careers fair or the clerkship cocktail evening. Both of those events had incredible student turnout, but most importantly, I really enjoyed being able to see the connections being formed between firm representatives and students. Again, as I said, my portfolio is really about being able to bridge that gap. So once you work so hard on an event and get to see in real life, a lot of those opportunities being able being transferred from the firm to a student it is so much more fulfilling and so I'm very grateful to all of our firm sponsors who are able to attend both of those events because none of it would have been possible without them so very excited to continue being able to host such large-scale events like that in the future because I know they have such a great impact on the students who apply for clerkships or paralegal opportunities down the track because that face-to-face -face opportunity is invaluable. Thanks guys. I think the events that you guys just brought up like the criminal law night and the clerkship cocktail evening are very important events for the future students as well as current students who are interested in pursuing a career in law. Um, so I'm sure that uh, as people organising these big events, you guys would have to come across challenges and obstacles. Um, so I guess just over your time as vice presidents, what major skills do you think you guys have learnt? That's a really great question. I think it prompts some very valuable self-reflection. And to begin with, I really do think that I owe it all to my directors. They're an incredible bunch who are very diligent and organized. So in terms of the key skill that I learned in this role, it probably has to be crisis management. In any event, there are going to be inherent challenges or 
certain details that you might overlook and I think that really I'm just there to helicopter and lead from behind so if anything goes wrong I'm really just there as a point of call to suggest alternative routes or trace back uh, and prevent this same issue from happening in future but really I think the role uh, teaches you how to be a good leader yeah no I think that's such a good answer all of my directors have a hundred percent been so hardworking, so organized and yeah they they really do carry the portfolio and I can't thank them enough for that in terms of what I've learned I like how you say it teaches you how to be a good leader because I think one of the things that I've kind of struggled with is being indecisive just in all aspects of my life um but being in this position all of a sudden people are looking at you to make decisions and it can it was very stressful at the start and like sometimes it still can be even though you've got the other vps you've got the prayers to look to there's a lot of people looking to you a lot riding on you and you feel responsible for a lot of it and so i think it's really just taught me how to trust my own judgment trust myself trust my instincts and yeah i think that's helped me really grow as a person that's true i think the role offers both professional and personal development. I do feel like you gain a lot of confidence being in the role as well. So yeah, an incredible experience. Yeah, thanks guys, that was lovely to hear. And I think as cliche as it may sound, you know, with like vice president's role, I think a lot of people might think, oh yeah, like obviously you gain leadership skills out of that, but it is very interesting to hear your perspectives and how that has ultimately kind of enhanced that confidence skills in yours or um, like leadership skills in yours. So thanks. Um, yeah, so outside of LawSoc and more of an on a personal side, um, what are you both looking to forward to this year, both personally and um, professionally? So I guess in terms of my personal life, I am super excited to be able to develop my skill of achieving balance in all of my different commitments. I hope to be able to continue staying organized and also learning to say no. And in terms of my professional life, I guess I'm super interested in learning more about which practice group I will one day practice in or will one day find the most passion for. At the moment, I'm getting to experience work from many different teams within my firm at the moment. So um, I'm really excited to be able to settle in one one day. I really like that answer. On kind of similar lines, um, I think for me, I really want this year to be about prioritizing the things that I want to spend my time doing. But more so than that, doing that in order to be able to really indulge in the things that I'm doing. So really make sure that I feel present in a given moment, really making sure that, I mean, I think we've all gone through like stages of our lives where it might be like a day, it might be a couple of months where we kind of look back and think it's been a bit of a blur. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. (laughs) Um, Especially, you know, getting halfway through-ish, halfway-ish through our degrees. It's really the time where I think a lot of people are starting to get very stressed out about a lot. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot, um, there's a lot that, there's a lot of pressure that people put on themselves. And so I'm really trying to not let that get to me and do the things I enjoy. Hang out with friends, hang out with family, do fun stuff make money, spend money, 
yeah <laughs> spend yeah. money yeah. Yeah. I, love that. I, yeah. I like that I, it resonates with me a lot because that's exactly the mindset that I had to begin the like I adopted to begin with this year I felt like last year in your first and second year you try and grab at every opportunity to join this society that society this organization this club but I think this year what I wanted to do was really invest in the societies that I know would give me value um, both personally and professionally and I completely agree I, I really do um, and, and I guess beyond societies as well just general commitments I feel like I've been able to make more time for like going to workout classes I love Barry's <laughs> Barry's <laughs> shout out to your um, morning yeah exactly early morning Barry's or you know seeing friends and just going to the beach like yeah yeah. obviously not in this winter we finally dragged her to her first law party law event yeah. law cruise yeah i was at the law cruise <laughs> saw a lot of you first and second years. <laughs> um yeah maybe i came way too late but yeah it was exciting it's nonetheless yeah. yeah yeah oh well yeah no i definitely resonated a lot of like with both what both of you said in terms of you know like needing to learn how to say no to things and not having so many things on your plate and at the same time just prioritizing what really what you really value and things that you um might bring you like benefits to your both like personal life and also like professional life as well yeah oh yeah no i definitely also agree with the points you guys wrote um raised i think that is very important to as a third year um, after trying out different societies and extracurriculars being able to being able to like actually know which things you value the most and which things um, are important to you uh, I think being able to differentiate between something that's just on the side or something that is main um, <laughs> and prioritizing yourself do you have something to say Kyla no just that I love you <laughs> I love you too uh, I guess on to our next question. For our students who are interested in both private law or public interest law, um, to you guys, what are some potential career paths? Do you want to start us off, Kyla? So you can tell from all the different services that a firm has to offer that there is so much experience and diversity out there in private law because I do think that there may be a misconception that all these law firms have to offer are just two paths, you know, whether it's um, in transactional law or litigious law, there's actually a range of different services that offer a bit of both front end and back end work. So that would include employment and competition law. So there's just so much out there. To sum it up, <laughs> I would say come to our events, especially those held by firms, because it's such a good opportunity to meet lawyers who work at these firms directly and ask them about what they do, ask them about what rotations they did in their clerkship or grad programs. Just because I do think that there are so much to learn from these firm representatives when they volunteer their time. Uh, in summary, so much. You have so so much opportunity to find a role that fits you and I'm sure the same will probably be for public interest. Yeah sorry just to add on sorry just to add on to what Carla said I definitely do agree with you know it was me attending to a lot of um, the private law careers um, events including just like the firm vis the firm visits or just um, in general just firm um, introductions or firm presentations it was very like helpful and definitely kind of allowed me to realize that 
private law careers is so broad and there's so many things part of it, including fintech. Shout out to Aiden studying fintech. Yay. Yay, um, wish <laughs> he was here with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and not to forget as well, there's obviously a lot of exciting events that I've really enjoyed personally from the public interest career events as well. So yeah, let's have M Rita to talk more about that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the question was on career paths. One thing I love about public interest law is that it's so broad. It's so, so broad. So obviously we've got paralegal roles, we've got barristers, associates, tip staffs, um, working in law reform, working in humanitarian law, NGOs, volunteering, so much, so, so much. Um, and so I think when it comes to public law, what I've learned from speaking to different professionals is that it's less of a direct career path. There are obviously, I mean, you want to become a barrister, there's a pretty set way of how to do that. But so many people working in the public sector have either started off in private law and then moved over and vice versa as well, I'm sure. So it's really, you can go back and forth, figure out what you like. Um, yeah. Sorry, no, I thought that was good. I was gonna say that was a okay. good way of plugging both of us. I feel like it's uncommon for students to recognize the overlap between our two yeah. portfolios. There is so much opportunity to go from, and I've heard this from people directly, but there's so much opportunity to build a client base as a private law solicitor and bring that client base with you when you become a barrister. Because yeah. you know, ultimately when you are a barrister, you're running your own business, it's self-employment, and you wanna be able to initiate or lay the foundations for your connections in a much larger institution, like a corporate law firm. So I think that's, in my experience, one of the most common ways that you dabble your hands in both. For sure, I don't think I've met like a single person who's in the public sector now that's like started off there and that's all they've done for their entire lives. There's so much to learn, so many different ways that you can get involved in the legal sector in general. So don't be afraid for, to go back and forth. Yeah, and I think that's like what's so fun about law. Like it's so broad and you know, there's so many opportunities and a lot of things that you can explore around and hop around in as well. Yeah, law is fun. It's so fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, go to their events. Yeah, go to public the interest events. and private yeah, law. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a really interesting event idea. Actually, what bringing on cross section? Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Like representatives who have experienced both. Right. Yeah, I would totally cancel one of my events to do that. But I feel like we need to streamline it more. Well, I feel like I have an event that I could probably um, toss out too. Well, you guys can discuss about that afterwards. <laughs> we look forward to we look forward to your collaboration, guys. Yeah. All right. I guess moving on um, to Edinburgh. In terms of public interest, can you provide any advice or suggestions for law students who are interested in pursuing a career path? I think that's a really great question. In terms of advice, I guess I'll just say that every experience is is good experience. So what I've learned from all my lecturers, from anyone in the field that I've spoken to, is that you can't be hyper fixated on, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. At the end of the day, you need to recognize you're in your late teens, you're in your early 20s, you're going to have so many different types of experiences, make so many mistakes across so many different facets of your life. But at the end of the day, all of them are teaching you something. They're teaching you more about yourself, more about what kind of work you want to go into. Um, 
And then on top of that, I would just say, also making sure at the same time that you're keeping up your wham, please, um, that you're going to our events, that you're being, you're familiarizing yourself with the types of opportunities out there so that when they come by, you're aware and you can actually go, go ahead and grab them. I want to build on the first part you said about how any experience is good experience because I too have heard that a lot and the reason why that's so important to understand is that you might find yourself close to the end or whatever middle of your law degree and you realize that you don't have maybe relevant legal experience and you feel like that that's a disadvantage that is not a disadvantage I repeat that is not a disadvantage and the reason why non-legal experience is still so important is because you're able to extract the skills that are relevant to a future legal experience from those if you work in hospitality this is a client-facing role so you're able to extract your interpersonal communication skills and apply that in the legal field as well so it's really really important that you include those in your cv that you're able to speak confidently about those transferable skills in an interview because again all of those are your unique selling points no one's going to have the same cv as the next person as long as you know how to extract the skills from any experience you have non-legal or legal you'll do great so I just thought that was an amazing point that you made because thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's yeah. amazing points by both raised by both of you. I definitely do agree. I think having these hospitality or retail jobs as well, like these past ex- these experiences, um you should not be embarrassed about it. Like you should definitely put it in your CV because that shows the recruiters how adaptable or versatile you are going into law. So yeah, no, great advice. I also just had a thought as well. Um, I think on the topic of talking about careers or CVs, resumes, applying for jobs, um, I think this is something that I experienced recently, which was about networking. So I feel like it is important that you do reach out to people um, and talk to them and just don't be afraid of rejection or um, like thinking that, oh, will they respond to me? Or like, oh, like who am I to talk to a partner or a senior manager? I feel like it is very important because you are a student. They know that you are um, pretty young yeah, and you want advice. Yeah, they a student as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I think it's just taking that step forward, um, actually sending that email, sending that team's message to actually talk to a person that um, you want to learn more about or you want to ask questions about. Can I just add on to that? Yes, sure. Um, because I just remembered something that one of our panelists said. Um, she said, just be aware that like everyone around you in everywhere, so like in your classrooms, your lecturers, the people you speak with at networking events, they're going to be your future colleagues. Yeah. So build good relationships with them. Be kind, be respectful to everyone you meet. And you'll be okay. Because the law cohort is so small as well, you know. You're going to eventually see some of them, meet some of them, or even work with some of them um, in the future. So you definitely want to build a good connection or a good network group. Mm, yeah. yeah. And even in an interview, if you get rejected, don't worry. What's the worst that can happen? It's just a rejection. <laughs> yeah. So I think just learn from all the experiences you've had from that interview and you'll only go up from there. All right. Um, I guess for Kyla, can you do you have any other similar advice for private law students? Sure. I think it's difficult to isolate my advice 
for a particular sector of law. I think generally speaking, what we've been talking about tonight is applicable to really any job or any career path you want to take. But I do think something in particular for law firms when you do your interviews or cover letters is to make sure you tailor your responses to these particular firms. You should be able to research what cases or deals they've been involved in to show that you have an actual interest in the work that they do. You know, it's very easy to copy and paste the same cover letter for every single firm. I'm guilty, but... They can tell. They can tell. So ultimately, it's really important to just do research on the firm that you want to apply to. And that means not forcing yourself to learn about something you don't want to. Perhaps they don't have the service line that you're actually interested in entering. So research because you want to and because you're interested and you're passionate about this area of law that this firm does particularly well in and you'll be set. So yeah, I think that's my advice for interviews and cover letters for law firms. But I'm sure, again, as I said in the start, it's quite applicable anywhere. Yeah, no, I think that that's the same with um, applying for like public interest legal careers as well definitely make sure that you know what the organization is about probably have a couple of things that you want to talk about that they do before you go into the interview and show them that you really care about the courts and i mean like we were saying before the more experiences you have the more you know what you care about and the more you're going to be able to actually apply for jobs that really do matter to you and not just you know applying for whatever whenever you know yeah and do you know how you are able you're going to be able to gather this information from these firms or these places is you attend their events yeah <laughs> yeah moving on to the next question i guess i'll ask carla this first do you think there are any um current trends or emerging issues in private law that you find particularly um interesting or challenging this is a good question so now that we're coming out of the back of covid19 we are seeing more transactional teams like M&As or banking and finance slower than usual because they have such a strong correlation to the market. And right now, you know, the market and it's not. Um, and so you can imagine that teams like disputes, uh, whether that's, you know, in insurance or just general uh, commercial litigation, you're going to see that that is a more consistent workflow. And that's just because of the relationship that disputes has with. That's just because that's just because of the fact that corporate teams and Emmett. That's just because of the fact that more transactional teams have a tighter relationship or are more dependent on what the economy is facing at the moment. Thanks, Kyla. Those were words of wisdom. Very informative. Mm. All right. Similarly, I think um, I'll uh, ask the question to Amrita, but also I'll add on to that. How can law students or legal professionals make um, a meaningful contribution or impact based on those issues? Okay. I think that's a bit of a difficult question to answer because the public sector is so broad. But I mean, just think about the amount of social issues facing us as a country, as a society. Um, there's a lot. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of those issues 
don't have short-term fixes. So obviously we have miscarriages of justice happening all the time, which impacts a lot of barristers and the court system. We have humanitarian issues. Our climate is not protected. Our children aren't protected. So there's a lot that we have to work towards. And I think there's a lot, um, there's a lot of scope there for law students to get their foot in and work towards those issues, especially the ones that they're the most passionate about. So in terms of advice or how they can get involved, I would say not to keep plugging our events, but go to our events. No, they are actually going to be very helpful. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I also have a unique opportunity uh, alongside working at our events. I, it's very easy. Well, not very easy, but I think it's so important that you um, volunteer at yeah, legal centres. Yeah, I was going to say that legal centres, legal aid centres. KLC. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also I would say like as a media student, I think yeah. it's very important to watch the news, yeah. be yeah. up to date with yeah. the issues that are affecting us, but also affecting the country. Um, and then just get involved in those issues that you that you feel as though really resonate with you and that you want to make a difference in you're really not ever going to be too young or have you know too little experience to get some of these roles and to get involved yeah i definitely agree with that and i think um these are very good points that you raised as well um you brought up as well um i think one thing as well is you know in law in law classes sometimes i feel like a lot of the news a lot of the um you know, things with like social justice or, um, you know, public interest as well. Sometimes teachers like to raise that, these kind of points up in our law classes as well. And I think that definitely shows how important it is to keep up with the news, um, not only to boost your CP mark, but also to be kind of just aware of things that are happening around us. And yeah. Be informed in the world that you live in. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that finishes the serious part of our podcast. Mm. Um, I guess going into our last segment, we have a question. So what advice would you give to your first year self? Mm. Two years, three years ago? Yeah, 2021. <laughs> the good old days. Take it away. <laughs> I think the advice that I would give to my first year self is still advice that I would give to myself now. And which, her friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear this every day. Which is exactly what Amrita actually touched on, which uh, was being in the present I think that you know it's common for very busy people to have parts of their life yeah characterized as blurs and you really want to find people and activities that make you feel like time stops so I think you should continue investing in those opportunities to do so because look your time at law school isn't very long. <laughs> Five years does sound like a long time when you start in your first year, but that time flies, especially if you say yes to every single thing that lands on your plate. And whilst that is you know, exactly what you should do in terms of being able to learn and grow, you know, don't let all of those things pass you by. Like invest in the things that you genuinely are passionate about. Um, because yeah, it's important to make the most of everything. No, I, I agree. As deep yeah. as that sounds. No, I agree. I had a conversation about this with someone actually, I think yesterday or a few days ago about how time flies, especially um, your time at university. When you're having fun. When you're having fun. <laughs> but, and university, you're having fun there. But um, especially, you know, I feel like you're never going to have 
time like this ever again. Yeah. Once you graduate, you're gonna, yeah. you know, work full time, full time into the corporate exactly. world, or, nine to five, public, public social yeah. justice. Yeah. So a lot of times, like I think you definitely have to treasure your time here at university or just in general, like Aww. your youth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing advice. <laughs> I think, I mean, okay, when I hear this question, not to be that person, but I feel like there's nothing that I would go back and tell like my first year self because mm. I don't think there's anything that I really regret that much, I think. Um, yeah, no, I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that you make mistakes for a reason. And when I look back, even though there's things that, I might say, okay, if I could go back, maybe I would do them differently. I do differently now, right? Like in a given moment, you do the best you can with the things that you know in that moment. It's all about growing. It's all about learning and doing better once you know better. So going off of that, I think my advice to first years in general would be exactly what Kyla said. <laughs> and learn from your mistakes. Yeah, be willing to make mistakes, be willing to learn from those mistakes. I think something that you might have to learn a bit is being humble and understanding that you too can make mistakes that you too have flaws and being really introspective so take the time to self-reflect and take the time to learn and be better so you can look back and say wow like i've grown so much not just and you don't regret anything like you don't want to exactly. regret anything yeah exactly yeah and when you know better you should try to do better Exactly. Having that growth mindset of yours. It's very important. Yeah. Well, thank you both for your time here today. And we are very grateful to be able to gain a better understanding of private law and also public interest and very positive that our audiences will too. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, we, I mean, we really appreciated talking to you. And we did too. And we did yeah. too. We learned a lot. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap today. So thank you for listening to Insights by UNSW Law Society. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes.